your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Now, a drive towards relatively cheap energy in South Korea seems to be putting us at risk of being left behind our global counterparts when it comes to using renewables as a portion of total energy consumption. Our use of clean energy sources has been stuck in the 1% range for 25 years, well below other developed nations, and the gap could become even more pronounced as the Renewable Energy Policy Network for the 21st Century, or REN21, recently claimed that 2015 was an extraordinary year for renewable energy. Ms. Christine Linz, Executive Secretary at REN21, joins us on the line. Good morning to you from Seoul. Good morning from San Francisco. Thank you very much for joining us. So what exactly do we mean by an extraordinary year in 2015? Well, uh, we see, in fact, that 2015 was uh, a year of uh, several uh, firsts. First of all, uh, there was a record installed capacity of 147 gigawatts of renewable energy power capacity. Just to put things into perspective, that's about the total power capacity, both uh, fossil and renewable energy uh, combined on the, uh, installed on the African continent. And the, the whole world added 147 uh, gigawatts uh, of renewables capacity, mainly wind and solar. Uh, we saw a record of 173 countries uh, with renewable energy targets and policy frameworks. And we saw that uh, for the first time, investment in uh, emerging economies and developing countries outpassed investment of uh, industrialized countries, which is a clear indication that uh, costs of, of renewable energy technologies have come down and uh, that they are cost-competitive with uh, fossil fuels in many jurisdictions. What does it say, though, about Korea's reliance on renewable energy being so low down in that... 1% range as of 2014? Uh, well, effectively, um, there is, uh, I would say, that there is a, a big potential to, to be exploited. Myself, I was in Korea in October last year for the, the National uh, Congress of uh, the Solar Energy Society, mm. and I, I sense that there is lots of interest, but still, I mean, what we see is, uh, is still uh, energy is a very regulated market, and it depends uh, what the priorities of the government are in terms of uh, energy sources. Uh, and we still have, we must not forget, that we still have a situation in the world that uh, we spend four times more on fossil fuel subsidies than we spend on renewable support. So in 2014, there were 490 billion US dollars spent on fossil fuel subsidies compared to 135 billion on public renewable support which, of course, distorts uh, the, the market and, and makes the competition quite difficult for renewables. Indeed. When I hear forecasts like solar energy is going to become cheaper than fossil fuel energy, it's difficult to see how that's going to happen or any other renewables for that matter. Can you explain to us how? Well, in fact, it's already the case. Uh, we see, uh, for example, Brazil recently did an auction uh, that was not uh, for, for for power capacity, it was not technology specific, and all the the cheapest bits that came in were the bits for wind. Wind energy was cheaper than natural gas uh, and then than other fossil fuels. So 
the situation has really evolved over the last decade. Uh, it was for a long time uh, very clear that renewables had to be supported by government policies because they were not competitive. However, this uh, has changed and uh, in, in many jurisdictions, be it wind, be it solar, are now the cheapest uh, forms of energy if, if they are getting access uh, to the, the grid and, and the markets. What about this idea, though, that has prevailed, suggesting that renewables can only be efficient in certain parts of the world that have geographical benefits or in larger nations? Is there a, a good counter-argument to that? No, I would not say. I mean, uh, of course, renewables depend on the resource. You can't have exploit geothermal where there is no um, geothermal uh, potential. Solar is existent uh, abundantly everywhere, to large extent also wind and uh, environment. And, and, and basically what we see is uh, that, that many countries around the world are really, in, in many countries around the world, renewables are not anymore a small part of the mix, but they're becoming mainstream. Uh, we have a situation that nowadays 60% of all newly built power plants in 2015 were renewable space. In the European Union, for example, this percentage went up to 77%. We had a situation that in 2015, wind covered 42% of Denmark's electricity supply, 15.5% uh, in Uruguay, and we have now 22 countries around the world where solar photovoltaic covers more than 1% of the country's annual uh, electricity demand. So we see that the sources are not anymore small, but they are really becoming part of the, of the mainstream mix. Another thing about South Korea is that our power consumption has continued to grow at quite a high rate compared with other nations. Uh, th that bucks the trend, doesn't it, globally, though? Generally, consumption growth is slowing down. Uh, well, uh, on a global scale, consumption is still increasing. However, we see that it's mainly developing countries uh, that are still increasing their consumption because they have a lot of backlog, whereas industrialized, industrialized nations put a strong focus on energy efficiency, and this is also what we clearly advocate. Uh, it does not make sense to only um, change the, the power supply or the energy supply to renewables. There's also the need to, to work on the demand side and to make sure that uh, the way we uh, consume energy is done in an, energy, in an efficient way. And so there has to be a focus on energy efficiency and the country or the neighboring country uh, in the region uh, which really made a lot of progress uh, on energy efficiency was Japan. Yes. Because clearly uh, after, after Fukushima there was the need to uh, significantly reduce uh, consumption and I think Japan is a really good example showing how an industrialized uh, country with a focus on uh, saving energy can, can really make a difference there. Even if the uh, industry is very uh, dependent on energy, for example, Korea's electrics industry? Yes, I, I think there are lots of means in, in, in many branches, and very often the potential is not, uh, not really exploited. We have another neighbor, China, which has apparently uh, got vast renewable energy sources. Is Beijing moving fast enough away from these polluting sources of uh, power like coal? Well, uh, effectively, uh, China a decade ago uh, was not really existing on the, on the renewable energy map. When you look now, uh, China is the leader in, in most of the technological areas. 
China has invested over 100 billion US dollars, so uh, I think in total 36% of the total uh, annual investment of 286 billion. That would not have, nobody would have foreseen this in uh, a decade ago, I would say, when China introduced their uh, renewable energy law. And, and back then, uh, I think this law was introduced, uh, yes, on the one hand, out of environmental concerns and all the air pollution issues that China is facing. They are definitely makes the country move uh, quicker away from coal uh, and other fossil fuels than initially planned. Yes. But th there was also a very clear uh, motivation in China of developing uh, the domestic industry in the renewables uh, field. And, uh, and so uh, with all these developments that have happened, China not, is not anymore the country uh, ranks among the, country, among the countries with uh, highest renewables uh, capacity installed, but it's also technology leader and industry leader in, in most areas and has established itself uh, just within a decade. Right. So China is doing really well. It has also in also the new five-year plan lots of ambitions. There are some issues, however, that need to be tackled, and that's, for example, curtailment. The grid in China faces some, some challenges to integrate uh, high shares of variable renewables, and so sometimes the production of these sources needs to be cut uh, because the grid can just not absorb it all. But um, the, the Chinese are quite moving quite uh, quite fast in renewable energy and are definitely among the nations that are actively pursuing energy transition with renewables. We're, we're concluding now, but uh, you're confident that South Korea can shift our reliance to renewable energy, I mean, in, in the near future, if we put our mind to it? Absolutely. I think there is lots of potential. There is also the uh, industrial knowledge, uh, and we also know that there is more and more discussion about interference of uh, ICT, uh, the communication technologies with the energy sector, and I could very well imagine that, that Korea uh, is uh, in a good position to further exploit uh, this uh, relationship between ICT and energy. Ms. Linz, thank you very much for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank great, you. Great to, great to have you on the line with us, Ms. Christine Linz from REN21. And wouldn't it be a lovely vision, renewable energy, not only driving industry, but driving and powering cars as well as they go to fuel up by the roadside. It's a concern that I've had as to how we're going to fuel the electric vehicle industry in the future here. Uh, that certainly was an optimistic vision from Ms. Christine Linz. You can have your say straight away, pound or sharp 1013 for 51 per message or email efmthismorning at gmail.com.